everyone, and welcome to Barefoot Hope Podcast. And today I have my guest, Trish Willard. And today Trish is going to share with us her story and her testimony. And before we get started, the Lord gave me a verse that I'd like to read. And today we're going to be in Psalms 89. And it's actually going to be, let me make sure, okay. Yes, it's verse 89, it's chapter 89, verse and 21 through 26. With whom my hand shall be established, mine arm shall strengthen him. The enemy shall not extract upon him, nor the son of the wicked afflict him. And I will beat down his foes before his face and plague them that hate him. But my faithfulness and my mercy shall be with him and in my name shall his horn be exalted. Amen. I will set his hand upon also in the sea and his right hand in the rivers. He shall cry unto me, Thou art my Father, my God, the rock of my salvation. Amen. That's awesome. Mm, yes. And thank you, Lord, for giving us that verse today. And, and I'm going to just welcome Tracy and let her just begin. Thank you. Welcome Trish. for coming. No, Trish. I see. It's I told okay. you I messed up the name it's already. Okay. <laughs> That's why Laramie reduced their own. I'm going to let Trish go ahead and tell her story today. So thank, thank you. you for coming. Well, thank you for having me. You're welcome. Um, I was so honored. I, I've shared my testimony several times. And I usually say, which part you want, A, B, C, or D? <laughs> But uh, what I'm going to share with you today is um, very uh, sensitive, mm. but it, it's a story that women need to know because there's, I know there's many women that have gone through the same thing or going yes. through the same thing. So um, I had, I had married my, my first husband uh, uh, 24 years ago. Uh, we were mm. married for 24 years. Wow. When I met him, we had, all our dates were around Christian things. You know, we'd go to Christian concerts. Um, his pastor even had told me, Trish, you won't find a finer Christian man. Wow. And um, I just knew, and I prayed, and I just knew that I had, was marrying the right guy. We were married for a year and a half, and we had our first uh, child. And up to that point, everything was wonderful, you know. I mean, we had a wonderful relationship, I felt. Um, but about when I was eight months, I mean, the baby was eight months, he came to me and he told me, he said, Trish, I don't know if I love you anymore. Mm -hmm. And I, I didn't understand that. And I had tried to be, you know, I thought we were happy. And uh, it was just out of the blue. And um, I started seeking the Lord. I started praying. I had lots of good Christian friends. And um, I just, I honestly, I thought, you know, I'm just going to, bluff him and tell him that I know everything, that I hired a, a private investigator, and I'm just going to tell him, you know, and see if he'll just tell me. Well, I did that. I mm -hmm. went home, and I told him, I said, uh, I just want you to know that I already know what you're doing, and I've hired a private investigator, and uh, you might as well just admit it. And I had no idea that that would work. He told me everything about his affair, mm -hmm. and I was devastated. Um, we went to get counseling at my church. He did agree. And my pastor at that time, he told me, and, and I took this to heart. He said, Trish, 
he said, um, it's up to you if you break or make your marriage. He said, if you bring it up to him all the time and, and you, you know, and you don't forgive him, then, then it, it won't last. Right. So I, I, me wanting to be the perfect wife, mm -hmm. I never brought it up, you know, and I, I thought, I thought about that scripture, you know, that says, uh, to cast down all false imaginations. Mm -hmm. And so I decided that all the times that he was late, I cast that down in Jesus name and I was not going to ever bring it up. And um, I didn't really notice that he was really late a lot or anything. So for the next seven years, I thought we had we had everything behind us, that affair. And he was spoiling me with gifts and trips. And I felt, honestly, that everything was fine. We had another uh, child. It was a girl. And then uh, three months, I mean, three years after her, we had another child. We had just gotten back from a beautiful trip to the Pocono Mountains. And I told him the next week, I said, I'm pregnant. And he looked at me and he said, I want a divorce. Mm. And of course, you know, you're sitting there thinking, why would you want a divorce from, you know, when uh, I'm pregnant with your child, who tells somebody that? Right. And so um, I, I knew in my heart, he must be having another affair. Mm. He wouldn't admit it. He just said, I, I don't want, I, I don't want to have anything to do with you. I, I want to get a divorce, blah, blah, blah. So I, uh, it was the, that was the hardest time of my life was through that pregnancy to go through the whole thing yes. by myself. Mm. I had even gone on a mission trip when I was four months pregnant to um, Venezuela wow. uh, with a group and uh, God blessed, you know, and, um, but when I got home, I, my blood pressure went really high. Now during this time we were sleeping in separate bedrooms and I don't know, you know, during that time in Tennessee, there was a law saying you couldn't get uh, divorced if you were pregnant. Oh, yeah. And I don't know if that's still a law, but mm -hmm. it was when we were when we were married. Yes. And that's been, you know, back in the eighties. But when when I was, you know, it was so hard and to to be in a marriage and be pregnant mm -hmm. and he would not have anything to do with you. And my girlfriends took me to the hospital. Mm -hmm. um, I was induced. Uh, three weeks early with my third child and um, she's she's a beautiful young lady and um, but he wasn't even there to be at the hospital and uh, he came later that night and uh, but it was so strange you know um, wow. but six weeks after after lots of prayer after I had this child he came to me and he said I was going to divorce you but he said I knew that the Lord uh, didn't want me to and he said I really do love you and I want to work things out so we we were at a different um, same church different pastor yeah and uh, we went and talked to our pastor and uh, he uh, invited my ex to come to a men's retreat mm -hmm. and so he went to the retreat he came home he said he didn't feel good he went to bed the next morning before I go to church and I was I was on the worship team, you know, and I had to be there at a certain time. He said, I need to, I need to tell you something. And I thought, finally, he's going to tell mm. me, uh, you know, he's had, he had an affair while, mm. while I was pregnant. He said, I've had several affairs on you. And I said, mm. how many? He said, seven more. Wow. So there, at this point, there were eight affairs. Mm. I didn't know what to do. I was in shock. All I knew was I needed to go to church. That was my, my family. 
and I think it was just a, you know, I didn't know what to say. And, it, you know, he waited. We didn't have time to talk, and I should have just stayed home. But it, it was like I was so used to hiding pain trauma so and trauma, mm -hmm. and I was in shock. I didn't know what to say. So I went to church, and my pastor met me at the door. And see, we went to a very large church. All the men at that retreat, he had obviously told all the men there, and most of, I guess they told their wives, and everybody in the church knew what, what had gone on at the retreat, that he had admitted to these men that he had to go home and tell me this. Right. And so my pastor met me in the hallway. He said, I'll never forget it. He said, sin is sin. One or a hundred. Sin is sin. And that, I'll never forget that. And it was up to me to forgive again. Mm -hmm. And um, I had all these ladies and friends, and they were all coming to me, and family members. Oh, Trish, I think, you know, God's going to give you all a ministry. And all I was is so depressed and angry and bitter. But the right thing to do as a Christian is to forgive. Yes. And, and it wasn't about forgiving, but it was just the shock that my whole last seven years of my life was a lie. Yes. All the... All the the romance weekends we had and the gifts and the everything was a lie. Mm. I got so depressed. I went to um, the hospital and I, I went up to the mental health ward and I was I was crying. My, my daughter was um, about six weeks at this time and I said, I need help. And I was just boo-hooing. And they tried to talk me into staying. They said, we really need you. We would like for you to stay in-house. And I said, I can't do that. I've got three kids at home, and I have to take care of my children. And um, so we started. There was a nice lady. We started counseling. And the one thing that she said that set me free was she said, um, everything that you've been going through and that you feel is absolutely normal for what you've been going through. Yes. So I didn't think I was crazy. Right. Now, he was a narcissist. Mm -hmm. He, um, everything was my fault. He would go weeks at a time and not speak to me. Mm. And I'd say, what's, what did I do? What's, what's wrong? Why, why aren't you talking to me? And he'd say, oh, you know what you did. <laughs> and um, after that first affair, I got really thin because he would say, well, I'm just, I don't find myself attractive to you, attracted to you anymore because of your weight. So I worked out five days a week. I, I got on a great exercise program. I was, I was eating healthy and I got thin and I looked, I looked, I felt good. Yeah. And I'd say, well, what do you think now? Mm -hmm. And he, I thought he'd say, oh, honey, you look great. Right. But he said, he said, 10 more pounds. Mm. I was never thin enough, smart enough, couldn't do anything right. There was, there was, it was just total verbal abuse, total demeaning to me at all mm. times. And I was always trying to find out what is it that was so wrong with me. Right. And that, trying to change yeah, it. Yeah, that, that he would have mm. so many affairs, you know. And um, after, after I went through the counseling, uh, I, I, I was at least able to uh, stay in there. I, I had some mental mental uh, peace about myself mm -hmm. and I like myself better yes. after going through the nine months of counseling <sighs> but then I it happened again we sold our house he bought me a, a nicer house it had a pool everything that I could dream of you know that I'd always wanted and uh, 
in the back of your mind after that mm -hmm. all of that you always wonder when is the next time oh. well at the end of this story um, there ended up being over 16 affairs I know there was more but that's the ones that I counted that I knew I even knew that the girls names uh, all of them were married I know a lot of people think that affairs is you gotta watch out for those single women oh yeah it's it's there it, it amazes me how many married people have affairs mm -hmm. and and may I say that 70% of a Christian people that go to church on a regular basis and this I got this from James Dobson yes um, was 70% have affairs yes is and that, that is sad? it's it is horrible it's so sad and uh, you know I, I, it, it was very devastating but at the end of this my health got bad I started uh, I was around my pool one day. My friend said, Trish, you've got bruises all over your legs. And she said, you need to go uh, get that checked out. So I went to my doctor. They did, ran a bunch of tests. My doctor came back and she said, Trish, she said, I've talked to an oncologist. She said, you have the beginning stages of leukemia. Mm. She said, your liver numbers are off, it, you know, and if you don't get out of the stress that you're under, you are going to be dead in 10 years. That was a wake-up call for me. Yeah. I had begged God to, to heal my marriage. I, I knew that I couldn't bring up anything in the past. Yes. We had years of counseling. We had uh, not only pastors counseling us. We had uh, uh, counselors that didn't know either one of us. Mm -hmm. We had women counselors. We had men counselors. He never did what they asked him to do. Even nice. the simple things. He, uh -huh. he never did. And... I was always under that religious thing is what if what if tomorrow is the day he changes mm -hmm. and I kept holding out what if I leave too soon you know all those things that right. go through your mind and one of the things that um, really bothered me is I, I kept feeling like God would be so mad at me yes. if I left and that he would be mm -hmm. mad at me and, and disappointed that I would you know that resort you to a up. divorce yeah yes. and I want you to know that I went to um, I went, I finally went, and I, I knew that the Lord had finally released me after much torment, and I, I, I couldn't do it anymore. I just couldn't do it anymore, and I, I, knew, I went to the, I went and got a lawyer, and um, when I told my ex-husband that I wanted a divorce, um, there was a time that he even pulled guns on me. Mm -hmm. He, he did you know, I mean, he didn't put it in my face, but he went and sat on the couch with the rifle. Yes. And and I was terrified, and this was before cell phones. You didn't right. just, you know. And I was terrified, and uh, I, I knew I had to get help, and uh, I knew not to call the police. This is important to say, too, yes. because I knew, I was thinking in the back of my mind, if I call the police, he'll lose his job. And I, at this time, had four children. Yes. And um, we planned we planned the first two, but we didn't plan the last two. But God, God bless. Yes. Oh. But the last, but. I want you to know that God, when I, I had to think, okay, I, he, I don't want him to lose his job. So what I did is I got out of the house. I went to um, my pastor's house, talked to him and his wife. Uh, they told me, Trish, you need to go home. You need to, uh, you know, you, you, you left your children there. I said, I just wanted to know, let somebody know what's going on because I was afraid to use yes. the phone because I, I was afraid I would trigger something in him. Right. So I went back home, and he said, you're leaving me, aren't you? And I said, I am. I said, I'm not going to live in fear anymore. I can't live on eggshells. 
and I'm not going to do this anymore. So, um, I ended up uh, filing for divorce. I got on a good, healthy eating program. Mm -hmm. And I want you to know, after losing 40 pounds and filing for that divorce, it was like the Lord was already healing me. Mm. Yes. My All the symptoms of my liver, all the bruises left, I, I felt so free. Yeah. Now, him being a narcissist and a controller, he did not, he didn't want to let go of me. Right. One of the things he said is, God is not finished with us yet. After mm. all these affairs and everything. And I said, don't put my God in your stomach. That's right. And That's so, um, I, it, it took him a year and a half before he would give me a divorce. Mm -hmm. But during that time, I worked on my body, getting it healthy, uh, losing some weight, uh, uh, you know, making plans for the future. Yes. And God gave me a wonderful group of friends, mm -hmm. Christian ladies that loved me and prayed with me. And it was so wonderful. They would encourage me to do better and to do, you mm -hmm. know, Trish, you've got this, God's gonna take care of you. And I didn't listen to those horrible negative mm -hmm. words that were always mm -hmm. in my mind because of what he had told me yes and there's healing if there's anything i want to share with the women today yes. is that god has healing for you that's god right. is not mad at you if you get out of out of out of a horrible that's right narcissistic mm -hmm. uh, relationship yes. uh, one of control and where you can't do anything right and everything's your fault yes. and um right before um, he got remarried about um, after we divorced about a year later and I was sitting this is important to share because I had when I went out of that uh, the the courthouse that day after my divorce I was I there was like 10 million loads of guilt Lift. and all this it just went <laughs> off of me yes and I heard the Holy Spirit say Trish all you had to do is say I'm sorry and yes. we start again Yes. I am not promoting divorce. I believe right. in fighting for your marriage. Yes. I believe in in praying for your marriage and working things out and counseling even. That's right. But when they won't work with you and there's abuse of any kind, that's right. I believe that God lets us free. Yes. And and I heard that voice and I have been going strong ever since. Yes. God has restored me. I'm remarried so now amazing. and it's been wonderful. But one thing I did want to go back to sure. uh, just to close out, when he was getting married, I felt all this rejection come upon me. Mm. And I thought, well, I'm the one that wanted the 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 uh, divorce, Lord. Why am I feeling all this rejection? And yeah. um, and mm. so my kids went to the wedding, you know, and I'm at home on the day of, he was getting remarried in Gatlinburg. And so I was sitting there alone, and I heard the, the Lord in my, you know, in my spirit say, Call him and tell him that you forgive him for mm. everything he's done. Yes. And I said, God, how can I do that? He's never even told me he's sorry. <laughs> and this right. is so profound, just just like God. But I, I wrote it down so I wouldn't misquote the Lord. He said, Trish, he always calls me my Yes. <laughs> for generations, no one has told me they were sorry. Mm. Yet I forgave them. Yeah. In that, in that that's something pretty, that's so profound. It yes. is for generations. Mm -hmm. No one's told me they were sorry, but mm -hmm. I forgave them. Yes. So I picked up that phone, 
and he was supposed to get married at a certain time and it was it was like maybe 10 till mm -hmm. and I left a message I didn't talk to him he didn't answer of course but I, I said I just want you to know that I forgive you for everything yes. that's ever happened I wish you well I bless your marriage and um, you know and that pretty much ended it and yes. he never let on if he got it but he was kinder to me the next time you know it, it yes. did heal something in him in us yes. he was kinder after that that's he's good. never to this day tell me he's sorry but that's okay yeah. that's what God asked of me that's right. and that's what I had to do to get free that is so amazing and you know uh, I, it's it's actually in my book our pastor said when I went and did the same thing and forgave um, in my situation it was like it, it doesn't have to be the other person saying anything at all but like mm -hmm. our pastor said if you hold that unforgiveness it's like drinking poison and expecting the other person to die yeah it is something that has to be done no mm -hmm. matter what in that situation and I believe whether the divorce comes or not, it just mm -hmm. has to be done. Mm -hmm. You can't carry it with you. That's right. It does no good to bring it in the future with you for your whole, just for your safety and your security, just your mental. Right. And so it is so important that forgiveness, and I call it unforgiveness, mm -hmm. because until you forgive, That's right. it's just lingering. And it opens up rejection. It opens mm -hmm. up all those nasty things that the enemy sends to oh, you, yes. you know. And I was saying, those are things that we carry around with us that we don't even realize when that's going on. Right. And we're feeding them yes. little by little. And we don't even realize we're feeding them. And look how sick it made me yes. physically. Oh. You know, holding all that in for, for years and days and months. Is he having an affair yes. or is he not? Right. And all that, that hurt Mm -hmm. And not being able to talk to him about yes. it, you know, and it, it really, it showed me that I, it was killing me. Yes. And my thoughts at that time were, here I am, he's going to be left here. If I die, he's going to be left here with my children. Mm -hmm. And I am, I'm sitting here suffering and, and it's hurting my health by just living in this abuse. Yes. So that was my wake up call. When mm -hmm. it started hurting me to where, you know, the doctor said, in 10 years, you're going to be dead if you don't get out from under the stress. Yes. It really does a torment on mm, our bodies. Absolutely. And I'm happily married now. I live in North Carolina, and I've got a wonderful husband. Mm. And I, I can't even tell you what so God's awesome. done for me. Mm. And um, I have a Facebook. Um, it's a Facebook prayer wall. Yeah. It, yes. I started out with probably 25 good friends. Everybody's invited their friends. I made it private. But we pray for each other. It's non-denominational. Awesome. And we have weekly miracles. And we it's even gotten to the place where I'm having um, retreats now every oh, awesome. year. And we've had wonderful. This will be our third one this coming wow. March. Anybody's welcome to come. Yes. And uh, it's called Christ Centered Sisterhood. Okay. This one is my, my Facebook thing. It is private, so you need yes. to know somebody. <laughs> but if you find me and, and, and friend me on Facebook, if you'd like to you know, be on it, it's Trish Russell Willard. And just befriend yes. me, and I would I would be glad. But it is it's been it's been wonderful. We've got all ages on there, yes. and we pray, and we just oh. it's the the friendships I've I've met and have now that people I've never met. Yes. And then we have the retreats, and it's so nice to meet people. They come from Ohio to Tennessee. Oh, wow. They come from I've been having them in Tennessee because I lived there so long. Yes, but. Um, 
Anyway, it's been a wonderful thing. God can restore your life. Can. Even through divorce. And he will. Yes, he will. He will. Now, on the retreats, when are they? Are they uh, annually? Yes, they're annually, and it'll be March the uh, 17th through the 19th okay. this year, and we're doing it at Eagle Rock okay. Camps yes. up in the Smoky Mountains. Yes. And uh, this will be our third year that we've had it there. So, um, But I'm, I'm actually going to start having more retreats and do some in cabins to get some ladies that have been like me and that need healing. Mm. And uh, God's given me... You know, we're going to start with a new name and everything just yes. for that. So that'll be good. That's awesome. I am so grateful he's doing that with you. It's just amazing how he brings us out of the trauma. Yes. He gives us his glory, and then we can give it to others. It's so amazing to be yes. able to do that, isn't it? I just, yes, it is. I love it. I love it. I love that he chose us as his vessels. It's yes. wonderful. Well, thank you so much for being with us today. And certainly, and if you have any questions, as she said, it's under Trish Russell, Russell Willard, Willard. Mm -hmm. on her Facebook page, and you can ask her to be part of that private group. And certainly, we have monthly podcasts. You can go to DebbieTerry.com. It's called Barefoot Hope Podcast. Put in your email, and you can sign up and get previous podcasts as well. We look forward to seeing you next time. Thanks, and have a great day.